No longer can we coexist with our weaknesses, for they are the things that hold us back from becoming the most awesome versions of ourselves. We need to hunt them down and sneak up on them in the middle of the night and snap their necks like Steven Seagal in his movie Hard to Kill. This is serious business. We need to sneak up on our weaknesses, get them in a rear naked choke until they're passed out and then we need to send our weaknesses back to hell where they came from by delivering a couple curb stomps. You know what time it is. It's me, your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Life is going to be heavy. We're not always going to have someone there to give us a spot. I want your veins to have veins, and I want you to look jacked. I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was dominating the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championship. Warren Buffett said, the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you gonna learn today. Let's jump into this podcast because I have declared war on my weaknesses. And by the end of this podcast, I hope to encourage you to look at yourself in the mirror and declare war on your weaknesses as well. Ladies and gentlemen, come on. I stand before you to ignite the fire of determination, to rally the troops of self-improvement, and to declare war on our weaknesses. Just as great leaders throughout history, they all face formidable adversaries. We too have battles to wage within ourselves. It is time to rise unleash our potential, and conquer the limitations that hold us back. Now within this battlefield of our minds, of our bodies, of our spirits, and the battlefield within our financial circumstances, man, there is definitely the internal struggle, you know, that is com- comparable to a battlefield where our thoughts, emotions, and our desires, they're going to clash This represents a constant conflict between different aspects of ourselves, each vying for dominance. Now, who's going to win? Because there's definitely that tug of war. Now, the the internal tug of war that highlights the opposing forces pulling in different directions within a person. It symbolizes the internal conflict between conflicting thoughts, desires, or values, where one side seeks to overpower the other. Like I said, we need to declare war on these weaknesses. Now, who's going to win the physical battle? That weak person? The skinny fat guy who is wanting the Doritos, the Modelo, the cheese puffs, the cheese balls? Or is it going to be that person who's jacked? The one who can run far. The one who can lift heavy-ass weights. The one who can throw down some D without having to succumb to, I don't know, some, some Spanish fly or some Viagra. Who are your kids going to be looking up to? Are they going to be looking at that fat man with gelatinous man titties? Or are they going to be looking up to the, to the dad who is well-rounded, who is buff spiritually, 
who is buff mentally, physically, and financially. Because with inside every single person is that internal struggle. And if you struggle, you know, hey, just know that you're in good company because everybody struggles. The people who say that they don't struggle or that they don't have these weaknesses, they're either blind to their weaknesses, they don't know what they're talking about, or they're just putting on a front, a facade, to let everybody else believe that, hey, they are the exception to the rule, they have it all figured out, and the rest of us just need to catch up to speed. For the rest of us mortals, we can find comfort in people like the Apostle Paul, where he wrote, that he does the things that he shouldn't do and does not do the things that he should do. And he wrote that, man, thousands of years ago. And he was, he was a biblical figure. Now here we have a man who has, you know, contributed to biblical writings and teachings. And even that guy struggled. Now what are the odds that you and I are going to have it that much easier? We're not. Now imagine your weaknesses as the fortresses that stand in the way of your true potential. They may seem impenetrable, but remember the Great Wall of China. Now this is an ancient marvel that was constructed stone by stone, little by little. Now we can approach our weaknesses with the same tenacity, dismantling them brick by brick until we stand victorious. How do you eat an elephant? Oh, hey, glad you asked. The answer? One bite at a time. How do you move a mountain? By one stone at a time. And how do you travel a thousand miles? Well, that begins with the single footstep. Little by little. Now, here are some historical figures who have faced some internal battles. Our old buddy, old pal, Winston Churchill, the indomitable wartime leader, he once said that success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue that counts. Amen. Hallelujah, Winston Churchill. Now let those words echo within your mind, within your brain, as you embark on this war, embrace failure as a stepping stone to growth, understanding that it is through perseverance that we prevail. Now, there's a lot of people out there who strive to be perfect or they don't want to begin because things aren't perfect in their lives. They don't have enough time. They don't have this. They don't have that. And I'm here to let you know that perfection, that doesn't exist. Perfection is one of those things where it's on the horizon and it always recedes. So if you're waiting for the perfect time to start, that is now. The best time to have planted a tree was 20 years ago. The second time to plant that tree is today. So I'm going to tell you to gather your acorns and put them in some dirt right now. Put them in fertile ground so that they can begin to transform from a little seed into the mighty acorn or into the mighty damn oak tree. You know what I'm talking about. Another historical person who struggled just so you can feel that you're not alone 
Man, and these are the greats. Thomas Edison. He faced thousands of failed attempts before perfecting the electric light bulb. He famously declared, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Let his resilience inspire you to turn your weaknesses into opportunities for innovation and breakthroughs. Let us remember all of the liberation movements throughout history. Those were led by brave souls who fought against injustice and oppression. They refused to be shackled by the weaknesses of their societies and strove for a better world. Just as Nelson Mandela championed equality and forgiveness, we too can rise above the weaknesses that hold and captivate us. We're getting into it. Because in this war on our weaknesses, we must forge our arsenal of self-improvement, equip ourselves with the sword of self-reflection and shield of discipline and the armor of resilience. Let determination flow through your veins like the blood of ancient warriors who fearlessly charged into battle. Now I'm ready to go to battle. I've been going to battle for a, a long time and I continue to battle every single day. I stay ready. Floyd Mayweather, he's the one who said, you know, someone asked him the question. They're like, hey, how, how can you take this fight on such a short notice? And Floyd Mayweather, he said, well, when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And let me tell you, your boy Ruby Roo, I stay ready. And I want you to know that your battle it's not fought alone. Just as great armies united under a common cause, seek allies in mentors, friends, and support networks. You boy, Ruby Rube, I got your back. Everybody over here at the Gathering Strength Podcast, we got your back. Surround yourself with those who uplift and inspire you, creating a community that fuels your determination. The time has come to lay siege to our weaknesses, to break free from the chains that bind us. You know why? Because we're warriors, man. You can't hold down a warrior. No. We're armed with the power of self-belief and driven by the pursuit of greatness. This war may be arduous, but the rewards are immeasurable. Now this battle, man, it is nothing new. It is nothing new. In the depths of our soul, a timeless struggle rages on. An eternal duel between the forces of good and evil. Personified within us, these archetypal adversaries clash and they contend for dominion over our thoughts, actions, and choices. Good, dressed in gleaming armor, radiates with compassion, empathy, and selflessness. It whispers softly, urging us to embrace virtues that uplift to extend a helping hand to those in need, and to stand for justice in a world often plagued by injustice. Good is the unwavering light that guides our moral compass, igniting the flicker of hope even in the darkest moments. But it's not always rainbow and sunshine. Lurking in the shadows, evil emerges. <laughs> of course, right? Hey, in my previous podcast, I spoke about the science of storytelling, and we are the protagonists. We're the person who pushes and pulls the story forward. We are the, the hero archetype, and within a good story, man, there's that 
antagonist, and there's that damn villain. In every single story, evil emerges, adorned in seductive allure, seeking to entice and corrupt. Never forget that our enemies, they want us broken, they want us weak, they want us in bondage, they want us shackled. Somebody wants your job, somebody wants your wife, somebody wants your house, your car, all of your accessories. Someone is waiting for you to fuck up so bad that they can just come in and just plunder and pillage all of your stuff. Now evil, it's been around since day one. You're not the first person to have encountered it. It cunningly exploits our weaknesses, preying on our insecurities, desires, and fears. Evil tempts us to succumb to selfishness, deceit, cruelty, veiling its true intentions and promises of temporary satisfaction and momentary triumph. Now this struggle, it intensifies as these opposing forces engage in an intricate dance. They vie for our allegiance coaxing us to heed their call. Good beckons us to embrace the nobility within, to choose the path of righteousness and integrity. Evil, with its sly whispers, tries to coax us into surrendering to our basest instincts, enticing us with the allure of power, pleasure, and the illusion of easy victories. Now, why is it that everything that tastes good is bad for you and everything that is hard to do like for example running squats working out push-ups all of those are hard but those are good for you man like I said this evil is it has the illusion it's going to tempt us with the illusion of easy victories but easy come easy go nothing in life is easy It only gets easier because we become stronger. Now, this battleground of our hearts and minds echoes with this cosmic clash. Our choices become the weapons that shape our destiny. In moments of decision, we stand at the crossroads, torn between the beckoning voices of good and evil, a battlefield strewn with the consequences of our actions. Now, at every single crossroads, Guess who's going to be there? The devil. Satan to tempt and to try to persuade you to take the the easy way. Now here we have the right way is going to be to the right of the crossroad, ascending up the mountain. But we all know, man, climbing a mountain is tough. That's hard. And that's where the devil's like, hey, you know what? You've worked hard enough. Don't worry about it. Why don't you go this way? Go left down the mountain and into the wilderness. That's where that's going to lead you. Man. So in this struggle, we possess the gift of free will, the power to choose, to rise above our primal inclinations and embrace the light of goodness. We are not mere spectators, but active participants in this existential drama. With each virtuous act, we fortify the forces of good within us, inching closer to the embodiment of our highest potential. Everything we do, it all counts towards good, or it all counts towards evil, darkness, wilderness. Man, but every time we do something that is right, 
it inches us closer to the embodiment of our highest potential. Now let's keep it real because evil will not retreat quietly. It seeks to exploit our vulnerabilities, to cast doubt, and to tempt us with its seductive allure. The battle wages on requiring our unwavering vigilance and determination to resist its pull. As we navigate this intricate struggle, we may find solace in the knowledge that the seeds of goodness reside within us, waiting to be nurtured. In our triumphs, we inspire others to join the ranks of the righteous, to amplify the chorus of compassion and justice that reverberates throughout the world. It is in the ceaseless pursuit of goodness, in our relentless commitment to embody the virtues that define our humanity, that we can transcend this intrinsic struggle. Let us choose wisely, for within our hearts lies the power to shape the world and ourselves. Never forget that waging a war on your weaknesses is an ongoing process. This is going to require patience, dedication, and a commitment to continuous self-improvement. Be kind to yourself, stay persistent, and embrace the journey of personal growth. Now here's a few metaphors to help us wrap our minds and visualize the internal turmoil that rages within. I have already spoken about the battlefield that is within our minds. I have spoken about the internal tug of war. Now how about the maze of shadows? Now this metaphor describes the internal struggle as navigating through a maze filled with shadows representing doubts, fears, and insecurities. It portrays the complexity and uncertainty of the inner battle as one tries to find their way towards self-discovery and growth. Now you may be thinking thoughts like, Hey, I don't know. What if I, I stop drinking or smoking weed Then I'm not going to be able to hang out with my friends anymore? Who am I going to hang out with then? Wah! Or you might be casting doubt on where you want to go. Like, hey, you know what? I want to get in shape, but I don't have anyone to go to the gym with. Wah! How am I going to be able to find my way? Wah! Well, you know, those are the doubts and the insecurity that we all struggle and wrestle with. A couple more metaphors. Stormy seas. Now this metaphor of stormy seas invokes the image of turbulent waters symbolizing emotional turmoil and inner unrest. It represents the con the constant waves of emotions and conflicting feelings that can make it challenging to find calm and clarity. Ooh, I can resonate with this one. Prison to self. This metaphor describes the internal struggle as being trapped within a prison of one's own making. It illustrates the constraints and limitations that one's own thoughts, beliefs, or behaviors impose, creating a sense of confinement and the need for liberation. Oh yeah, and guess what? Nobody's coming to save you. You're going to have to put on your own stomping boots. You're going to have to paint your face with camouflage, put on your battle fatigues, sneak into the night, and like I said, pounce on those weaknesses in which we have now personified, give them the rear naked choke, snap their necks, and give them a few good curb stompings. Hey, this is the war, and guess what? Your life depends on it. So act accordingly.
Now, there's a bunch of metaphors out there, but here is one last one, and then we'll move on from these metaphors. The inner fire. Now, the metaphor of an inner fire represents the intense energy and passion within a person. It can refer to the internal conflict between desires, ambitions, and fears, where the fire can either fuel motivation and growth or consume and overwhelm. Now let's pray that we're able to utilize fuel to burn away all of the deadwood, all of the overgrowth within our lives so that we can make room for new growth, for things that can flourish and flower. Now these metaphors that we use to help visualize these internal conflicts, they are great because, man, it really puts a face or a a scene, it puts imagery in your mind so that you can see what's going on. Now these metaphors, they provide visual and imaginative ways to capture the essence of the internal battle, allowing individuals to connect and explore their inner conflicts on a deeper level. Yeah, I'm all about that. Let's get deep within these metaphors, deep within ourselves. Kind of like that submarine that went down to go take a sneak peek of the Titanic. But rather than our capsule exploding, let's have our weaknesses implode on themselves. Now let's talk about what happens when we emerge victorious in the battle within ourselves. You know, it's going to have a a beautiful landscape of our overall well-being as we undergo that transformative shift. Now here's a glimpse of what that victorious landscape may look like. Number one is going to be inner peace. Hmm, oh yeah, inner peace, man, everything's all good when you have inner peace. That's when you arrive at a level of imperturbability where you become unfuckwittable. Nobody can rain on your parade. It's all good. Now, winning the battle within brings a profound sense of inner peace and harmony. The constant turmoil and conflict give way to a calm and centered state of being. With ex- uh, we experience a deep alignment within ourselves as our thoughts, emotions, and actions are in congruence with our values and aspirations. Ooh, I love that word. Congruence. When we live in congruence with our highest beliefs, our highest thoughts, whew, when our actions in are incongruent with that, hello inner peace, hello authenticity and the best form and truest form of our self-expression. Conquering our inner battles allows us to embrace our true selves. We gain the courage and confidence to express our authentic thoughts, emotions, and desires. We shed the need for validation from others and live in alignment with our own truth, fostering a sense of self-acceptance and empowerment. Let's continue to emotional resilience. So within that landscape of, you know, winning that battle. Our emotional resilience is going to be intensified. Victory in the battle within equips us with emotional resilience. We're not going to be getting all upset about all these little petty things that have a trivial meaning. We're not going to be losing our shit and asking to speak to the manager because our food is arriving a little bit too late. Nope. When we 
strengthen ourselves and win that internal battle, we gain the ability to navigate challenges and setbacks with grace and fortitude. We develop a healthier relationship with our emotions, learning to process, process them effectively and bounce back from adversity more quickly. It only gets better because now we have mental clarity and focus. Overcoming our inner battles clears the fog of confusion and self-doubt. And man, that's one of the things, one of the weapons that our enemies use against us so that we can lose that battle. They, they invite more fog, more confusion, and more self-doubt. But when we win that battle, we gain mental clarity and an enhanced focus, which allows us to set clear goals, make sound decisions, and channel our energy toward meaningful pursuits. Our minds become sharp and purpose-driven. Another benefit of winning that battle and why you must fight, man, you got to do your part, put on those gloves, and get to work. We need to put in this work because no one is going to save us. And one thing that we're fighting for is authentic relationships. As we conquer our inner battles, we attract and cultivate authentic and supportive relationships. We surround ourselves with individuals who resonate with our values and support our growth. We develop deeper connections based on mutual understanding, empathy, and shared aspirations. Now, this is one of the ways that the Matthew Effect, the Pareto Principle, can help us start to accumulate all of these little assets that translate into growth. When you start hanging around people who are on the up and up, who are honest men and honest people who are, you know, diligently trying to strive for what's better, hey, then you see that and you want to be a part of that. And now you guys are moving like a, a peloton going down the course of a Tour de France. You're all going to be speaking the same language. You're going to be understanding a little bit more of how the world works and you're essentially going to be giving each other boost over all of these little obstacles where if you were to invert that sentiment and you start hanging around with you know all of these idiots all of these Debbie Downers all of the people who are just staying high drunk reduced dumb and diminished well you know man the old saying birds of a feather flock together it's not going to be too far off until they, your internal flame is reduced. You are doing dumber things. And because it is part of our human nature to want to fit in, we're going to be inculcated into their ways of thinking. But not when you win that battle because another positive attribute of that landscape, that victorious landscape, is fulfillment and purpose. Winning the battle within brings a profound sense of fulfillment and purpose. We tap into our passions, talents, and strengths, using them to make a positive impact on the world. We live with a sense of purpose, knowing that our actions align with our values and contribute to something greater than ourselves. And one of the ways to be happy is not to make a beautiful woman your wife like the song implies. No, one of the ways to be happy is to find meaning in your life. Now, whatever that is, you know, my meaning, my focus, my passions are going to be different from yours. Now, you're going to have to 
you know, get some clarity in your life. Remove that fog so that you can find some meaning in your life. Now, when you find meaning in your life, hey, that's going to increase your overall well-being. The victorious landscape of overall well-being encompasses physical, mental, emotional health, and man, financial health too, spiritual health, all of that. It's health upon health, heaping servings of health. As we conquer our inner battles, we prioritize self-care, leading to improved physical well-being, reduced stress, and increased vitality. Our mental and emotional health flourish, paving the way for a greater sense of happiness, contentment, and balance within our lives. Winning this battle within is a transformative journey that leads to a life of authenticity, inner peace, purpose, and holistic well-being. It allows us to fully embrace our potential, navigate challenges with resilience, and create a life that is aligned with our truest selves. Now what happens when we don't even show up to fight? When we just give in? to all of the impulses, to all of the self-sabotaging behaviors, to all of the low-brow, basic, primal instincts of our flesh. What, what does that landscape look like? You know, you may be in that place right now where you have inner turmoil and discontentment. Now, if we lose this battle within ourselves, the landscape of our overall well-being can be challenging and filled with negative consequences. Now, here's a glimpse. Once you start to, you know, become complacent and stagnant and you stop learning and striving, that inner turmoil and discontentment is going to be a characteristic of losing the battle. Now, this is going to leave us trapped in a cycle of inner turmoil. We may feel a constant sense of unease, confusion, or dissatisfaction with ourselves and our lives. The internal conflicts and unresolved issues continue to haunt us, leading to emotional distress and a lack of inner peace. Now, does that sound like the life of the party, right? When you're losing that battle, nobody wants to be around you. Hey, you don't even want to be around yourself. And that's why a lot of people commit suicide. Now, this is why we are fortifying our minds and why we are declaring war on our weaknesses. Some more characteristics of that losing battlefield is going to be self-limiting beliefs and stagnation. Now, we become trapped in patterns of self-sabotage and fear, which hinder our personal growth and prevent us from reaching our full potential. We may feel stuck, lacking the motivation and courage to pursue our aspirations. Now, the, the reason why you feel stuck, man, is because you're not learning. And, you know, you can only learn so much, and then you have to put what you have learned into action so that it can bear some good fruit. Another characteristic of the battlefield that you are losing can be unhealthy coping, unhealthy coping mechanisms. Now, I can relate to that, too, because, hey, I, I was led by blind people where... You know, the only way that we coped with our stress was to drink, smoke, fight, and, you know, do all of these things that in instantly gratify our dopamine reward system. Because, man, putting in meaningful, purposeful work, now that's going to take time. And who has time to do that when there's more beers to be drunk, more weed to be smoked, more highs to go out, out and get? 
Now let's talk about these unhealthy coping mechanisms because, you know what, there are too many to list. But ultimately, when you lose that battlefield within your mind, this can lead to the development of those unhealthy coping mechanisms. Uh Uh-oh. We may turn to harmful habits such as excessive alcohol or substance use, overeating, or avoidance behaviors as a means to numb our pain or escape from our internal struggles. These coping mechanisms further exacerbate our well-being and perpetuate the cycle of self-destruction. Jordan Peterson had great insight in his book, um, 12 Rules for Life, and he spoke about how when we avoid problems, when we avoid, you know, doing the things in our lives that we know that we should, those problems, they don't just sit and stagnate. Nope, they they metastasize and they grow tentacles and that little tiny problem because you you failed to face it and solve it and handle it back then, that problem grew and because you didn't do what you needed to back then, you became weaker, your confidence and your overall well-being became reduced and now you don't believe that You know, the problem is within your scope of being able to handle it and you just let it go even further. And because you do that, it spreads even bigger into all aspects of your life. And it's no wonder why you become weaker and smaller and your problem gets bigger onward until forever, until you ultimately, man, face whatever you are dealing with and get it under control. Now, as we continue to describe the losing battlefield in our minds and what that looks like, uh, go ahead and add strained relationships because the internal battles we lose can negatively impact our relationships. We may struggle with emotional regulation leading to conflicts, misunderstandings, and strained connections with loved ones. Our own resolved issues may project onto others, hindering the development of healthy and authentic relationships. I can relate with that, you know, coming home from work where I was stressed or whatever, and then, you know, someone in my household does something that, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way, and now, because I didn't have the right way to deal with that stress, oh, someone got the wrath, and you know what, that is not acceptable, that is not okay, whether it is, you know, kicking the damn cat, or neglecting yourself to pick up a self-sabotaging habit. That's not okay. You need to handle your problems so that they don't spill over into, for example, your relationships. A few more is going to be lack of direction and purpose, physical and mental health challenges, regret and missed opportunities. Oh my, the list goes on and on. Now, it's important to remember that even in the face of losing battles within ourselves, there's always the opportunity for growth, healing, and positive change. Now we're going to have to seek support, self-reflection, and implementing strategies for self-improvement because this can help shift the landscape from one of defeat to one of resilience and well-being. 
Now, because we are at war and we have declared war on our weaknesses, we need to know what are the weapons that have been formed against us. Well, let's dive into that. In the battle within, we may encounter various weapons that can be formed against us. These weapons can manifest internally or externally and pose challenges to our progress and well-being. Now, here are some of the common weapons. Number one is going to be negative self-talk and limiting beliefs. Our own thoughts can become weapons when they manifest as negative self-talk or limiting beliefs. These weapons can undermine our self-confidence, create self-doubt, and hold us back from reaching our full potential. Another weapon formed against us is going to be temptations and distractions. And you know, when it comes to that, you name it, there are millions, billions, an infinite amount of temptations and an infinite amount of distractions. And this day and age, they are all too easily accessible. Now, external influences such as temptations and distractions can divert our focus and hinder our progress. These weapons can come in the form of unhealthy habits, anything that instantly gratifies, or external pressures that lead us away from our goals and values. Another weapon is fear and self-sabotage. Fear is a powerful weapon that can paralyze us and prevent us from taking necessary risk or making positive changes. Self-sabotage, another weapon formed against us, involves engaging in behaviors that undermine our own success or well-being. Um, and they're often driven by fear, self-doubt, or by low self-esteem. To name a few more, it's going to be negative environments, toxic relationships, external pressures, societal expectations, past traumas, emotional wounds, comparison, and self-comparison. Man, so many weapons have been formed against us to keep us where we're at and to, or even, you know, prevent us from going to the place that we need to go, our own metaphorical promised land where the milk is flowing and it is Oh, you know, milk and honey. Now, it's important to recognize that while these weapons can be formidable, they do not define us. By cultivating self-awareness, resilience, and the weapons of self-improvement, we can mitigate the impact of these external forces and overcome the battles they pose. Ultimately, it is within our power to rise above these weapons and forge our own path towards growth, fulfillment, and self-mastery. And don't worry, did you think I was going to send you off to battle with no weapons? Hey, I got you back. Go ahead and come into my armory, the Gathering Strength Armory, and I'm going to equip you with things to venture out and go, go fight against yourself. Now, these are going to be some of the weapons that we need to arm ourselves with so that we stand a chance to win those battles. Now, to conquer our inner battles, we must equip ourselves with various weapons that empower us to overcome our weaknesses and emerge victorious. Number one is going to be self-awareness. Self-awareness is a powerful weapon that allows us to understand our thoughts, emotions, and patterns of behavior. By becoming aware of our strengths, weaknesses, triggers, and motivations, we gain insight that help us navigate the battlefield within. Another weapon is going to be discipline and self-control. Discipline and self-control are essential weapons in mastering our impulses, delaying gratification, and staying committed to our goals. They enable you and me 
and overall the gathering strength community to resist distractions resist temptations and all of those self-sabotaging behaviors and this is going to help us foster growth and progress uh, we, we're going to need to cultivate a positive mindset and affirmations cultivating this mindset and utilizing affirmations can counteract negative self-talk and limiting beliefs these weapons help us build resilience foster self-belief and maintain an optimistic outlook even in the faces of challenges now as we continue to equip ourselves don't forget your weapon of mindfulness and meditation because these are going to serve as powerful weapons that help us stay present, calm our minds, and cultivate self-awareness. They enable us to observe our thoughts and emotions without judgment, fostering inner peace and clarity amidst, amidst turmoil. Knowledge and education, you know, that's going to help as well. So might as well go ahead and tack that on into your arsenal because arming ourselves with knowledge and continuous learning equips us with valuable insights and strategies to overcome our weaknesses by seeking information reading books attending workshops or engaging in personal development we gain the tools to navigate the inner battle with wisdom um, some more weapons man is going to be a support and community and resilience and adaptability Resilience and adaptability act as shields. Ooh, we're going to need to block those blows that our enemies, that our, weakness, our weaknesses are trying to overthrow us with. Now, resilience and adaptability, this is going to enable us to bounce back from setbacks, learn from our failures, and adjust our strategies. These weapons allow us to persevere in the face of challenges, adapting our approach and growing stronger through the process. Don't forget that the weapons we bring into battle, they're going to vary for each individual and they're going to vary for each battle. And it is, it is important to tailor our arsenal to our unique needs and circumstances. By consciously wielding these weapons, we empower ourselves to conquer our inner battles and emerge stronger, wiser, and more aligned with our true potential. Now, I gave you some real-world weapons. Now, how about some, some spiritual weapons? Now, here are some biblical weapons, some biblical armor that we can equip ourselves with so that, man, these dark forces have no chance. In the battle within ourselves, we can draw upon the biblical armor to equip and empower us. The metaphorical armor described in the Bible provides guidance and strength to face our inner struggles. Now, here are, some, here are the elements of biblical armor we can put on. Number one is going to be the belt of truth. As mentioned in Ephesians 6.14, the belt of truth represents living in alignment with God's truth and righteousness. It calls, us to be our, it calls us to be honest with ourselves, acknowledging our weaknesses, and seeking the truth that sets us free. By embracing truth, we can dispel self-deception and navigate the battlefield with clarity and integrity. Number two is going to be the breastplate of righteousness. Described in Ephesians 6.14, the breastplate of righteousness symbolizes living a life of moral uprightness and integrity. It encourages us to align our thoughts, actions, and values with God's standards of righteousness. By embracing righteousness, we protect our hearts from the corruption of evil and guard against self-destructive behaviors. 
The Shoes of Peace. Don't forget your Shoes of Peace. Mentioned once again in Ephesians 6.15, the Shoes of Peace represent being grounded in the peace that comes from a, a relationship with God. They enable us to walk confidently through the battles within ourselves, spreading peace and reconciliation instead of strife and division. These shoes remind us to seek peace within our hearts and extend it to others, fostering harmony amidst turmoil. Uh, number four is going to be the shield of faith. The shield of faith described in Ephesians 6.16 represents unwavering trust in God's promise and protection. This is going to act as a defensive weapon, deflecting the doubts, fears, and temptations that assail us all. By placing our faith in God's guidance and provision, we find strength to overcome obstacles and shield ourselves from the attack of doubt and despair. Now, we're going to need the helmet, something to protect our noggin. And this is called the Helmet of Salvation. The Helmet of Salvation, once again mentioned in Ephesians signifies the assurance of salvation and the hope that comes from our relationship with God. It protects our minds from doubt, confusion, and despair, allowing us to hold on to the hope and eternal perspective that victory is assured. By wearing the helmet of salvation, we find security in our identity as children of God. Let us continue to the sword of the Spirit. Once again, described in Ephesians, Ephesians 6.17, the sword of the Spirit represents the Word of God. It is a powerful, offensive weapon that allows us to engage in spiritual battle, combating negative thoughts, temptations, and false beliefs. By immersing ourselves in God's Word and relying on its truth, we can counteract the lies and deceptions that seek to undermine our progress. In the battle within ourselves, putting on this biblical armor is going to serve as a reminder to the spiritual resources available to us. It empowers us to face our inner struggles with courage, faith, righteousness, and truth. By embracing these elements of the biblical armor, we can navigate the battlefield of the mind and emerge victorious in our quest for growth, transformation, and alignment with God's purpose for our lives. That will do it for today's podcast, people. We have declared war on our weaknesses. There can only be one outcome. We cannot coexist with these weaknesses. Now, in the words of Winston Churchill, he said, You ask, what is our aim? I can answer that in one word. Now, mind you, he was talking to his countrymen who were going up against the Nazis. They were going up against... Hitler, and hey, that was the the enemy of all enemies, and they were going to war. So he said, you ask, what is our aim? I can answer that in one word. It is victory, victory at all costs, victory in spite of all terror, victory, however long and hard the road may be, for without victory... There is no survival. All right. Wise words from a wise man. And while we may not be fighting down Adolf Hitler and, and overthrowing these Nazis, we have the battle within ourselves. And a evil force that wants to distract us, 
tempt us and keep us reduced, dumb, diminished. Man. Once again, your life is at stake. So that'll do it. Thank you so much for listening to the entire podcast. If you made it to the end, give me a like. Give me a, a subscribe and a follow. Don't forget to share me with a friend. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.